Jess. Welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast, where I discuss all things style, wellness, and pop culture, and whatever else I feel like diving into that week. As per usual, I'm going to kick this episode off with a little fashion tip for you guys. And this week's fashion tip is to follow me on the Like to Know It app. Like to Know It is basically, it's like an influencer platform that gives you guys the option or the opportunity rather to shop influencer looks y'all know I'm not huge on calling myself an influencer but for people who follow me on Instagram or Pinterest who want to know where I get things and where they can buy this makes it super easy so download the app I'm gonna put the link in the episode description you can shop via screenshot you can hit a button and get an email it's really really easy I'm gonna be updating that feed pretty regularly now is a really really good time to grow your wardrobe or kind of cross off your list of things that you've been intending to buy but kind of didn't get around to it unfortunately due to covid retail is suffering the good part about that is that they're basically kind of giving clothes away so if there are things that you've been meaning to get or been wanting to get around to and you have some disposable income now is a really great time to um, add to your closet I have been having a field day honestly and I'm really grateful that that's something that I can do I'm really grateful to still be employed and to still have income so if you are on that train with me follow the link in the episode description, download the app, follow me on there, and let's get shopping. Um, I'm definitely going to put some things on there that are affordable because like I said, right now is a good time to take advantage of what's happening with retail. So join me on there and I'll see you on the Like to Know It app and on my Instagram. Um, If you want to also keep up with what I'm wearing or what I'm posting I like to know it you can see it on my Instagram I have a whole highlight with those looks and trying to do everything that I can to make it as easy for you guys as possible so this episode I just want to touch base with you guys about my little vacation slash hiatus that I went on also check in with what I'm watching what I'm recapping over on my YouTube and what I have coming up so stay tuned I'll be right back guys I'm back I feel like that came out really weird so you guys have not heard from me in a bit I think it's been about a month or so basically I since quarantine began I've been playing by the very strict rules of New York and for my own safety um you know not going out unnecessarily really just staying in and I was doing really well in terms of um, quarantine once I found a groove once I got into a little routine of doing my walk slash run every day y'all know I'm eternally working on my endurance when it comes to running so I do a run slash walk and trying to cook more creating content consistently showing up for you guys consistently I gotten into a routine and I thought that everything was going well and then I had a couple of friends back home in Atlanta lose their parents like back to back to back and that coupled with 
the uncertainty of the pandemic. I have quite a bit of anxiety surrounding this election. I have quite a bit of anxiety surrounding the economy and what's going to happen when and if all of this subsides. Obviously, people aren't taking the pandemic seriously at this point. I think people have just kind of felt like I'm tired of it, so it's not real. And I got really, really overwhelmed after being in my apartment most of the day by myself. And I just felt like I really needed to go home and to Atlanta and be around family for a bit. Fortunately, I'm working remotely, so that gave me a little bit of flexibility. Initially, I thought I would stay for a week, but then I was like, you know, I have the time. When when else in my adult life am I going to be able to spend this much time with family while also being able to work? So I decided to stay for a month. (laughs) Things got off to a very, very rocky start. I ended up doing a lot of work personally that I want to share with you guys. Um, If you have moved away from your hometown, then you probably know what it's like to have these formative adult years where you feel like you really come into yourself and you really learn your purpose and you get a handle on who you are a little bit more. You start to own yourself a little bit more but it gets kind of hard to always be the person that you've grown into in very familiar places. And that's something that I've struggled with in relation to Atlanta. Um, I'm born and raised in Atlanta. It's my hometown. I love it. I think it's a beautiful place, particularly for black people. But because it's my hometown, some of the trauma that I endured emotionally, physically, romantically, spiritually, that's where so much of it took place so it tends to be kind of triggering me triggering for me sometimes when I visit to the extent that I was having a conversation with my mom and she was like at a certain point I was wondering why you even came home because you would always seem so shaken up and so broken when you'd go back to New York so for a while I think New York has just been an escape for me and a place where I can control my environment more. I don't feel obligated to as many people or as many things here. I can really kind of come and go as I want to in New York and I don't feel that I own that same freedom and independence when I visit Atlanta. Um, You know, aside from quarantine times, if I went to Atlanta, it was for someone's wedding, for someone's baby shower, for someone's birthday. It was always for someone showing up in service of other people and completely putting myself on the back burner in terms of the things that I know that I need to feel like my whole sane self. (laughs) I didn't, I would go to Atlanta and not really make very much time for myself. I would spend time with people that really didn't make me feel very good, but just out of obligation, I would do it. I would find myself falling into these people-pleasing patterns again, and it just felt like I was completely regressing Um, every time I would visit. I would get triggered. I would shut down or freak out. And it was just not great for a while. So this time when I was there, I talked to my therapist about it. And she was like, I think you should stay for the time period that you said you were going to stay. And it may actually help us to work through some of these things while you're there as opposed to 
me doing what I usually do, which is retreat to New York. So the trip started off pretty rocky, but it ended in a really good place because I figured out how to have compassion for myself, for who I was, for who I am now, the things that I endured and overcame, um, some of the friendships that I have really needed to create distance from, and there are also friendships that I needed to prioritize more. Uh, people who have shown up for me without question, and I would kind of put those people on the back burner. So I made it a point to do more of what I really wanted to do. And I maybe disappointed some people. Some people probably didn't see me. And some people it was intentional and some people it wasn't. But I just really made myself a priority this trip. I finally got to go ride bikes on the Beltline. That was absolutely amazing. Highly recommend. There's so many restaurants that you can eat outside and still practice social distancing. I absolutely loved that. I found a store to buy crystals from with one of my homegirls. Crystals as in stones, not crystals, the burgers that make you take a violent shit. But um, my homegirl and I went shopping for stone, for crystals together, which was really dope. I got to do a shoot with my old co-host, Nikki, who was also there. We went to this dope restaurant that's like a pop-up situation. It's set up to look like a little island. I honestly, this was one of the best trips that I've had to Atlanta in a really long time simply because I prioritized myself and really leaned into committing to my own peace in a way that I really hadn't done before. And Atlanta feels a little bit more like home again. And that makes me happy because I felt a bit detached from it which is complicated because it's your home and you want to just love it unconditionally but there are these things and these people and these events that kind of take you back to a place where you don't really want to go so translating the person you've grown into um into a familiar space where you once weren't who you are now it's challenging but it's definitely worth it so if you have the opportunity during this time to safely travel to a familiar place just keep in mind that you still have to be you and you still have to prioritize yourself and that doesn't make you selfish it just means that you give a shit about yourself and you can fall into not doing that real easy if you don't pay attention i also want to share with you guys one uh concept that i learned from my therapist, which is activating your parasympathetic nervous system. So our sympathetic nervous system, that's that feeling that you get in your stomach. It's almost like a tickle, maybe almost like nausea, where it's fight or flight. And your parasympathetic nervous system is a third option, which is to just chill. And you can activate that by meditating, doing breathing exercises, taking really deep breaths out. I know this might sound really hippy-dippy to some of you guys, but I promise you it works. I definitely had some moments where I felt like I was about to go back into my old self and really had to sit with some uncomfortable feelings and really just breathe through them. And it's a way to just train your body to better react in a more neutral way 
to things that would otherwise make you feel very flustered or make you want to shut down. I think we all kind of struggle with uncomfortable feelings and sitting with them. Uh, Especially right now, I feel like we are grieving so many different things. And it seems like every other week we have lost a new person and it's, it's hard to, to grieve, especially during a time now where we can't really connect in the way that we used to. So practicing activating my parasympathetic nervous system has been really, really helpful and really, really transformative in helping me to feel like I have more control over my feelings as opposed to letting other people control my actions and my emotions. So just a little something for y'all to try out if y'all want to. Um, I just got done listening to the Monica and Brandy versus battle. I tapped out a little bit early because I was like, okay, honey, enough already. Obviously, I'm hometown Atlanta all day, so I'm going up for Monica all day. I grew up with both ladies. I have love for both ladies. I have love for both ladies' discographies. But when it comes to the artist, the individual, I am just much more a Monica girl. Monica has always felt to me like a cool big cousin who you couldn't wait to show off to your friends when they came in town. Like she's somebody I want to go to brunch with, but I would also kind of like to maybe go to a day party with her. Um, You know, she seems like she gives really good advice. She just seems like such a chill, cool person, which we could really pick up on during this versus battle. It actually was a little bit awkward for me because it was just like, what the hell is wrong with Brandy? Like, girl, relax. Like, I felt like she was being combative at some points and then kind of didn't know how to take a joke and then didn't know how to make one either. And I was just like, oh, shit, my secondhand embarrassment chair. So that was fun. Um, I have been watching a lot of TV. You guys know, well, if you don't know, if you're new here, welcome. Um, I absolutely love television. So I just want to share with you guys, I have been doing episode recaps on my YouTube channel. Another reason why you guys haven't heard a whole, whole lot from me. YouTube takes a lot of creative energy um, because... I was having a hard time at a certain point during quarantine dealing with, uh, you know, just being alone for that long. I did feel creatively blocked, but I was able to kind of piggyback off of someone else's creativity and do episode recaps. So I just finished the season of season one of I May Destroy You, which is a brilliant show by Michaela Cole, who created Chewing Gum. This show explores a lot of different kinds of trauma, particularly related to sexual assault. Initially, I didn't really think that I was going to be able to watch it because it felt triggering. It felt, and I really don't want to overuse that word, but it did. It felt really, um, it took me to a place when I first started, but actually pushing through and watching it um taking notes and doing these recaps has really helped me to process some of my own issues surrounding those topics so i really want to encourage you guys to watch that it's on hbo it is also the recaps are on my youtube channel i also have been recapping p valley y'all i'm obsessed with p valley 
I can't pick a favorite character, but I do 100% have a girl crush on Mississippi, aka Keyshawn. Like, I absolutely love her. In real life, I have a crush on Diamond. I want him to call me. P-Valley was created by a black woman from, I want to say Memphis, and you can absolutely tell because the music, the vibe, the cinematography, even the aesthetics of the dancers. What I really like about P-Valley too is so many of the girls look like girls who I grew up with, just regular pretty black girls. They aren't pretty in this fantastical and unachievable way, but it's just this effortless beauty that I really appreciate. And I, I'm sure I've seen it elsewhere, but it just feels good to see it here. I, I can't think right now. I'm sure there are, you know, those women out there right now, but these are kind of newer faces for me, um, these actresses, and I'm just really enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying that they're humanizing sex workers, that they're telling very human stories. It's obviously the dancing is phenomenal. They're really showing the athleticism of the dancers and... I think maybe breaking down some of the stigma surrounding exotic dancers and the way that we kind of criticize them or label them as being somehow unworthy, I think they do a great job of exploring that. And me being from Atlanta, strip clubs are just a part of our culture. It's just a thing that you do, you know, once you get to a certain age. It's the pregame spot. It's the postgame spot. It's where you go if you want some good wings every now and again it's just a part of our culture so to see it explored in this very humanizing way is dope I absolutely obviously love Uncle Clifford I'm thinking about maybe dye my hair blue because of Lil Murder so I highly recommend watching that and then watching my recap videos I have also been watching Lovecraft Country y'all I'm not a horror fan at all but I am loving this show they're doing a really stellar job of showing the real life horror of racism and connecting it to fictionalized horror in just a very brilliant way. I think Journey Smollett is acting her ass off. Jonathan Majors is acting his ass off. I, I love looking at his face. I think that he's a brilliant performer. Any excuse to see Courtney B. Vance, like, hello. Uh, we're only on episode three. I just did a recap of episode three, so check that out. I'm so excited to see where else this story is going. They are so great with the pacing of this show. Every episode feels like a little movie. Every episode feels like this could be the end of the show, but it also leaves you wanting more. Um, you can tell that it's a team of black women who are taking the charge on this series as well because Letty, who Journey Smollett is playing this character, Letitia, Letty ain't taking no shit. She's breaking down these tropes that you typically see white women in horror movies running and falling. Not Letty. Letty running full speed about that life. She, I'm really loving the relationship between her and Jonathan Major's character, Atticus. He, they have this shared trauma and he shows up for her in really, will, really real ways that empower her as opposed to diminishing her experience he's not trying to take ownership of it he's just in service to her when she needs and vice versa so I'm really really enjoying that uh that's on HBO as well HBO need to uh, cut me a check I started watching Selling Sunset y'all why y'all didn't tell me about this show <laughs> 
Selling Sunset is a hot mess. It's a reality show on Netflix. There is some debate about whether or not these are actual real estate agents. I really don't know at this point. Now I'm questioning it too. The characters on here, it's just a collection of mean girls, honestly. Um, I don't understand how Christine has gone her whole life without being slapped into not being such a dreadful person it's it's an experience it's something to watch that it's just it's good tv it's so bad that it's good i'm really here for christina's fashions um the other girls give looks on occasion too if you just want something fun and light to watch that will also it's kind of aspirational because these realtors have money money and their clients have money money so it's either going to make you feel poor or make you feel encouraged to not be so i highly recommend selling sunset it's an easy watch i think it has two or three seasons i started watching love fraud on showtime y'all shouts out to my sis tiara who made me watch this basically this man defrauded several women maybe like 14 or 15 women out of their life savings he is a bigamist they have hired a hilarious bounty hunter to find him and to I don't know how they plan on bringing him to justice because when when you hear these women's stories there isn't a whole lot of retribution there like legally there isn't a whole lot that really has been done to this man and I don't know that this is like something that's very easy to prove because he tricks them into marrying them and then defrauds them like takes all of their money but that's hard to prove like when you've married a person so I've only seen one episode of that I think there is only one episode out I'm pretty intrigued I'm tuned in I hope they find this man lucky I want to help him uh, I started watching another show on HBO Max called Doom Patrol. This is a bonkers DC comic cartoon. It, I mean, it's really, it's campy and it's weird, but I'm really happy to see that Brendan Fraser is working again. I grew up watching The Mummy. It, if The Mummy comes on, I don't care how many times it comes on. I don't care that there are commercials. I will watch it every time it comes on. One and two. The third one, when they switched out the mom, But I'm really happy to see that he's working. Also, Matt Palmer is in it. And let me tell y'all, that man has a face. This also prompted me to go back and watch White Collar on Hulu. I've been trying to revisit some oldies but goodies and USA really used to have some great shows when you think about it they had burn notice I want to say monk was on there um what's the show that Meghan Markle was on I'm drawing a blank but y'all know what I'm talking about suits I never got into suits either so I'm actually going back and just revisiting shows that people used to watch that I just kind of never got into for some reason but I'm loving watching white collar because I grew up watching Tiffany Amber Thiessen on Saved by the Bell and I just think she's so pretty and Matt Bomber that whew, that man has a face honey I could watch it all day and I have been I have also been watching old school cartoons on Disney Plus. I've been watching Gargoyles, which y'all know I love a good period piece. And the fact that they dive back into like Scottish history, it's kind of reminiscent of Outlander. It's interesting. You watch so many 
fictional shows that are based in different time periods and you can kind of piece together some historical facts anyway. I'm not a history major. I remember very little of things, but it's really cool to see how advanced some of the concepts were on this cartoon. Like, it's really, really good. I quite enjoy it. Um, and especially just knowing that it was something that I liked to watch when I was little and I probably didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, speaking of cartoons, I have also been re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender. I feel like I've talked to you guys about this show before. I think it's a really dope car. I think it's the greatest cartoon ever because it's a really great introduction into certain concepts about spirituality, about meditation, about the relationship that you have with yourself. And that's where I first learned about chakras. And it's funny that, you know, I got deep into my adulthood and suddenly that's something I'm really, really interested in. And I think this show kind of planted the seeds for that a long time ago. So Avatar and the subsequent Legends of Korra are both on Netflix now. Legends of Korra, I'm going to be honest with y'all, Korra, you know, becomes an Avatar after Aang passes on. And Korra is my least favorite character on Legends of Korra. She is very annoying. But, she, oh, I don't want to spoil this for you guys, so I won't say anything. But they tackle some really adult, I think, themes in terms of growth and, and development. And it's just, it's a really good show action-wise. The action scenes on these cartoons are really, really good. And one of my favorite quotes comes from Cora that says, like, when you're at your lowest point, you're open to your greatest opportunity for growth or our greatest reward or something like that of course I'm drawing a blank on it now but I really really love those two cartoons so if you are into cartoons like I am highly recommend those and lastly the cartoon that I just watched on HBO Max I kind of hate that I breezed through it the way that I did but the Harley Quinn cartoon is so freaking good jb smooth plays one of poison ivy's plants and who knew that that's what he was meant to do his whole life it's so good it's very adult it's rated m like it's a very adult cartoon which was hard for me to explain to my niece like girl you cannot watch this show with me and of course she snuck and did it anyway but it's really really good they do a great job of breaking down the relationship between harley and joker and the toxicity of it and making fun of Batman and Commissioner Gordon. It's all it's hilarious. Highly recommend. Um, I'm actually really enjoying HBO Max, to be quite honest. So that's just a few of the things that I'm watching, a few of the things that are bringing me joy right now during this really confusing and oftentimes devastating times. Um, I felt really broken up about Chadwick Boseman's passing. It didn't seem fair <laughs> it seemed too soon um I think the sad thing about a person his age losing their life is that you feel like they had so much more to do but the miraculous thing about his life is that he accomplished quite a bit he gave us so much while he was here and I think every time someone who we look up to or who is kind of a character in the story of our own lives you know like a person who's a household name for us when they pass away prematurely it makes you question what's going to be my legacy what will people say about me when I'm gone what's my purpose here that's a huge word surrounding his passing 
is that, you know, he encouraged people to seek out their purpose, which I feel like is a part of my purpose, is helping people to discover that within themselves and helping them to learn the tools to facilitate that and to live that out. And I don't feel as sad as I did that first day, but I definitely, it it just feels like a tremendous loss, even though we didn't know him. It still feels like he's such a part of our lives and a part of our culture. And you know, thoughts and prayers to his family and and friends, the people who had the privilege of knowing him in real life, that was a really hard pill to swallow. So it's also helped me to refocus my energy to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to contribute my gifts to the world. So that's why I decided to come back and give you guys a podcast episode I'm working on not being so creatively blocked when it comes to podcasting and writing, but again, I am working on several other projects. Like I said, I'm on the Like to Know It app, and that is a little bit demanding in terms of wanting to keep my content up. The YouTube channel is is growing, so I'm recording and editing my own videos, so that takes quite a bit. I'm juggling quite a few things here, and I just want to make sure that I'm doing them all with intention and purpose and hoping that they entertain and inspire and educate and all those things. So that's kind of the space that I'm in right now. Hopefully next time I talk to you guys, we'll have something a little bit more fun, a little bit more light to discuss. This is just kind of where I am personally right now is coming down off of, you know, some complicated feelings that I've worked through. So hopefully next time we'll be able to chat a little bit more light and funny And I'll talk to you guys soon. Be sure to like, comment, review, and subscribe. If you guys really want to help me out here, please review the podcast and rate it. That really helps me in terms of ratings and things. I'm really committing to building this platform up more. So I would love if you guys could be a part of that. And thank you to everybody who listens regularly and everybody who's new here. And we'll talk soon. Bye.